You're listening to the Just Go Bike podcast. This is Andrea, and yep, that means this is Parent Talk. Welcome to the podcast. You may have noticed that we didn't have an episode last week. That's because as we near the end of the year, a lot of us on the podcast team realized that we haven't taken any vacation because COVID. So we'll all be taking a little bit of time off here in the last two months of the year, and that means we won't be around to be podcasting as much. So we're going to switch to an every other week format until next year sometime when we feel like it, basically. I would expect it to be January, February, maybe March at the latest. We'll switch back to an every week schedule. But there's not as much stuff happening in the cycling world, and there's not going to be a lot happening as far as actually traveling for vacations. Don't worry about that. We're very COVID safe. But we need a little time off to relax and recover and whatever else R&R stands for. Rest and relaxation. There we go. Anyway, so today I thought I'd come back to you with another couple of classic ragbri columns. I thought I'd do two today and I thought just for fun since I skipped last week, I'll give you two Donald Call columns since I've been reading predominantly actually only Karis columns in the past. So a little something different for you this time. So I'll start with, I have two columns today and they kind of are a pair, but they're actually separated by, hold on. Uh, one's from 1973 and the other one's from 79. So they're actually separated by six years, but you'll see they kind of go together. Uh, Donald Call had opinions, man. All right. So this is Donald Call's Over the Coffee column. And it this first one ran on Sunday, September 2nd, 1973. Um, astute listeners to the podcast may realize that September 2nd is my birthday. So this one's special. Thanks, Call. Appreciate it. Thanks for putting out a column on. Actually, I wasn't born yet, but, you know, putting out a column on September 2nd. Woo! All right. Title of this column is Fine's Best Sitter is Best Biker. Over the coffee. The great six day bike ride has ended. I don't care if I never see a bicycle again. By never, I mean three days. You know, people train badly for long bike rides. They ride out into the country and try to go fast up hills. They give up smoking. They jog. They buy expensive bikes. None of that is where it's at. Where it's at, is the seat. What separates the big time riders from the Sunday afternoon good time Charlies is the ability to sit for long periods of time on narrow hard surfaces. The next time I plan on going for a long bike ride, I'm going to practice for it by sitting on picket fences. Like coach Vince Lombardi once said, you have to learn to sit with pain. A bicycle club is only as strong as its weakest backside. Still, the great bike ride was a success and it was fun to be a part of it. Those of you out there who missed it, missed something good. There are certain lessons to be learned from the great bike ride experience. Here are a few that occur. One, there are a good many dingling drivers on the road. While the overwhelming majority of drivers were overwhelmingly polite to the tour, there were those specimens who were willing to risk a biker's life to save themselves 15 or 20 seconds on the road. 
Generally, you see more of that kind of out at the time of the full moon. One guy in a pickup truck almost ripped off your columnist just outside of Iowa City. I was tooling along with bikers in front and behind me, and suddenly I heard this screech, and I looked back in time to see a pickup truck stop inches from my back wheel. I know you think I'm exaggerating, but that's the way it was. A screech and inches. I got off my bicycle and offered to remove his head for him, since he didn't seem to be using it anyway, but he declined the honor. I still think the single greatest stroke for bikes for safe biking would be to require drivers, as a part of their driving test, to ride a bike in traffic for a while. 2. There are a good many dingling bikers on the road. I hate to say it of my fine, brave comrades on the bike, but a lot of them don't know the first thing about staying alive while biking. They are apparently under the impression that drivers are on the lookout for bikers doing foolish things, like riding in the middle of the road or zigzagging through traffic. Drivers are not even on the lookout for other drivers. Bikes are invisible to them. A biker has to assume that he is invisible and bike accordingly. I'd be in favor of licensing bikers, except that it hasn't seemed to work very well for car drivers. Three, not enough bikers wear helmets. Hardly any do, as a matter of fact, and almost everybody should. With exceptions are those people who are good with their hands and can earn a living weaving baskets, making rugs, and so on. When you're going down the road on the bike and suffer a mishap, the chances are about 9 out of 10 that you'll land on your head. And if you're going to go around landing on your head, you'd best dress for it. The two major reasons people don't wear bicycle helmets are that they're either young and believe that they're going to live forever, or they're dumb and believe that they're going to live forever. Four. Iowa is a great place to ride a bike. The Pave County roads make a wonderful bicycle system in this state. All we need is a few bucks to have signs put up. 5. There are a lot of bike enthusiasts in Iowa. If the trip proved nothing else, it proved that people of all ages, shapes, and sizes are interested in bicycling. We had kids on the ride, middle-aged men and women on the ride, out-of-shape former athletes on the ride, and of course, Mr. Pickard. The politicians should do something for these people. Sixth, Mr. Pickard is a hell of a man. And that's the end of the first column. I love that bike helmet advocacy starting up early. I mean, you got to have that brain bucket. Okay, so column number two was from July 30th of 1979. So as you'll notice, that's just after Ragbri probably. All right, Over the Coffee by Don Paul. As I look out upon the vast Ragbri army, poised to make its annual assault on Iowa. Oh, whoops, it's just before Ragbri. Ha <laughs> ha, fooled me there. All right. As I look out upon the vast Ragbri army, poised to make its annual assault on Iowa, it occurs to me that none of it would have been possible without Clarence Pickard. John Karras and I didn't envision anything like Ragbri when we planned the first ride, you know. We figured we'd go on a ride across the state together, maybe a couple dozen people would show up to go with us, and that would be it. No baggage tickets, no Roman numerals, no cast of thousands. Then Clarence Pickard showed up. He simply appeared in Sioux City to begin the first ride with us. A small, almost frail-looking man in a silly silver pith helmet, riding a girl's 10-speed bicycle. He looked ancient, but as it turns out, he was only 83 years old. 
We'd figured he'd be good for about 20 miles, particularly after we saw him ride. He hadn't the first idea of what the gears on his bicycle were about, and his pace was so languorous as to suggest a man biking underwater. But at the end of the first day, at the very end, there he was, gliding majestically into Storm Lake to join us. That became the pattern. Every morning we'd say to each other, I don't think he'll be able to make it today. He's beginning to look tired. And every evening he'd make it. Not even the 100-mile leg from Des Moines to Williamsburg deterred him. He left just before first light and arrived just after dark, having made an accidental detour onto Interstate 80 in the meantime. (laughs) He made the rest of us look ridiculous. If we were, as we imagined, intrepid adventurers performing an athletic feat of enormous difficulty, how come this refugee from a shuffleboard court was doing it with us? All over the state, people started saying, if he can do it, I can do it. And they did it. Our census jumped from about 150 on that first ride to an estimated 1,500 in the next year. And it's grown every year. Until now, it is the largest non-competitive participatory sporting event in the Western Hemisphere. That's a category they had left over from the Emmy Awards. I sent away for it by mail. I called Clarence the other day just to see how he's doing. He's 89 now and bright and chipper as ever. Well, maybe not as chipper. He suffered an attack of arthritis in his wrists and hands recently, and he won't be on the bike ride this year. He did, however, do a 50-mile charity ride in Story City in the spring before the attack. I was a little tired that evening, he said, but there were no ill effects. He's a remarkable man, and John and I owe him a lot. Someday we're going to get even. One of the truly encouraging signs on Ragbri is the ever-increasing use of bicycle helmets. I mean the hard ones that can save you from spending the rest of your life as a geranium. People who do not wear helmets while biking tend to be the George Raft fatalists. They lean against the walls of their identities, flipping coins and saying, when your number's up, your number's up. They are, in other words, dumb. God doesn't take people by the number. What happens is there is an assistant that comes up to him and says, it's time to call in another one who doesn't wear seatbelts. And God says, what, again? Seems like I just did that 15 minutes ago. You did, but it's hard to keep that quota filled. And while you're at it, sir, pick a biker without a helmet. We need someone to run errands. That's the way it happens, more or less. Remember, any biker who feels that his helmet is more important to his future well-being and happiness should wear a helmet while riding. Then there are those who can get by with a padded seat. All right, bikers, I hope you enjoyed those Donald Call columns from the vault. And if you're looking for a challenge today, I would suggest that you say Donald Call columns from the vault because I've had to say it about three or four times before I did it right. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed them. Anyway, that call writing style is just a little bit darker and more sarcastic than Karis, and I really enjoy that. However, in some of his other columns, he's quite a bit less PC (laughs) than just calling bikers who don't wear helmets dumb. So we'll pick and choose a couple to share with you down the road. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying these. Please let me know if you'd like to hear more or if you have any questions that you'd like to hear me address on Paratalk because I do still take questions. I've just been really enjoying this column kick. And I'd like to once again thank Matt R for sending me these columns because wow, they're fun to read. 
And if you would like to see more, I would suggest you look them up. There's ways to see old newspaper columns online. I won't pitch a certain service for that, but you can look it up pretty easily online to look at basically scans of old newspaper columns from the Des Moines Register, particularly, of course. Anyway, I hope you're all enjoying this fantastic weather that we've been having this week, at least in Iowa. Sort of a last gasp of summer before things get serious. I know I've been out there biking and I've seen quite a few of you out there as well. So get out there, just go bike. I forgot to say, if you'd like to send me an email with a question or a comment, you can get a hold of me at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Or on Twitter, I have my own Twitter because, of course, I'm a bird at Parrot Talk 3. Has a little picture of a bird with a microphone, so you'll know it's me. Or you can always email us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. That works just as good. Stay healthy, stay happy, stay biking out there. Rob? Hey, Just Go Bikers, I wanted to jump back in. I had just finished re-listening to this episode, and I'm really sorry for the amount of squeaking and mouse clicking you can hear in the background. My dog Bart was joining me as I recorded this, and I didn't realize that he was walking around quite so much, or that you could hear my mouse quite so easily. Working from home is as working from home does, so I'm sorry if you're one of those people that is bothered by that. All right, that being said, have a great day, and goodbye. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer. Brian Powers is the show's producer, and the Just Go Bike podcast is brought to you by the Des Moines Register, a part of the USA Today Network.